so strong and two yards to get. He's the best player on the field, and you don't give him the football. There he is. You've got a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. Just run the ball with Cam Obachowski and Tom Hines. What's going on, everybody? We are summing up week four. We are looking ahead for week five as well, so giving some of our start-sit candidates. But we have some storylines, so we've had four weeks in the books. There's still a lot left, but we have a good sample size so far. It's not just one or two weeks. We've not had four weeks to see players, to see teams, everything like that. And there's a lot lot of surprises. One of the craziest stats in the NFL right now is that the Detroit Lions are the top offense, the top scoring offense, but have also let up the most points. So Tom Lines, is this pretty much much best case scenario for fantasy with the Detroit Lions playing those guys and playing against them? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, anyone you play in this game is a win. Pretty much the entire Lions team is startable in fantasy. Goff, Monra, Swift, and then now Williams, now that Swift is out. Um, so it's just, it's like, obviously fantasy uh, managers love high-scoring games. So anytime you have a game that's getting uh, more than 50 points uh, combined, it's going to be an awesome day. Yeah, they've, uh, they, they've been looking good. Like you said, Swift has missed some time, so Jamal Williams has stepped in been really strong and I, I think on a per game basis I could see I don't know about you but I could see Swift and Amon Ra like I said per game because they missed some time but I think these guys could you know be borderline top five just because of how efficient this offense has been yes yeah, it's, it's crazy I mean I did not expect the Lions to play this uh, well on offense. You know, I was under the assumption that kind of Goff was getting carried by um, the Rams. I didn't think Amon Ra was going to be that good. I didn't think Swift was going to be that good. And I was clearly very off on all of those predictions. Yeah, I uh, I was definitely hesitant too. And, you know, for, uh, for fair reason and everything. And um, yeah, I, I, I think that it's hard to predict a team that's so bad to actually be good. And this is for fantasy too. I, I think they're still waiting to get the wins and everything, but they were definitely a sleeper team for a lot of people. So if you bought in, you know, you're looking good for these players. Yeah, for sure. And um, I know, especially Amon Ra had really good draft value. I think he's, uh, my prediction is that he's going to finish uh, top five for the year so anyone who drafted him is having a a pretty good time i'm assuming yeah for Um, sure yeah so definitely i was shocked i think lions anytime either you have a guy playing the lions or you have a lions player i think you're pretty much set for a pretty good week and on the other side of the ball too the team that they played so the seahawks the question is we've seen kind of good performances from goff and you know the the guys like amon ra and deandre swift but the question is now, is Gino legit? This was a 48-45 to 45 game. This was the, the highest scoring game of the week, the highest scoring game of the year. And Gino's been putting up, you know, big numbers for fantasy. He's averaging 22 points in his last two starts. So are you buying in on Gino? Do you think he's legit? 
No, I think Russell Wilson is a fraud. I think the Seahawks just have a either very good coaching or a very good scheme for, for quarterbacks. Especially we're recording this after the Thursday night game, um, the Colts versus Broncos. Was not a single touchdown the entire game. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was brutal to watch. It was punt, 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 field goal, field goal, interception. It was terrible. It was so boring. Um, Russell Wilson has not been playing well in the Broncos. So I think that just the Seahawks as a team have a very good scheme um, to really help quarterbacks succeed. Yeah, and uh, that is the next point. That uh, that game was terrible. That game was was really bad. And having Cortland Sutton against you, I only got 12 points, so I was not super happy. But if you look at the game, he was the second highest score on the whole team. So, yeah, yeah I, I took I took a screenshot of right when the fourth quarter started. The four top scoring guys in the game were the defenses and the kickers. I know it changed throughout the fourth quarter and into overtime, but at the start of the fourth quarter, the, the four guys with the most points were kickers and defenses, which is crazy. Yeah, it's – and, you know, you had McManus too. He had what, 10, 11 points? Uh, he had 10, and he, but he had a blocked field goal, so it should have been 13 if he uh, got proper blocking. But that's right. Insane. Yeah, so these top scores are not – Great. Like, you don't even have any – I don't think anyone in these games finished over 15. Melvin had – or no, uh, McLaughlin had 17. Melvin was top at 13, Cortland at 12.4. But obviously, you know, Jonathan Taylor, that's going to be a factor. Naheem Hines got knocked out early. But, yeah, is it is it finally time to panic on these teams? I mean, we've watched bad game after bad game after bad game. At least the Colts – Scored some against the Titans last week. They had, you know, a decent second half, but they got blown out in the first half. The Broncos, every game they've won or lost has been with basically one to two touchdowns, a bunch of field goals, and Russ just not being able to convert in the red zone. So what do you think? Are we – to me, I'm done. I'm out, I think. I do like Sutton. I think Russ is streamable, but I know Taylor was a big hit. I understand that, and it's impressive that they won the game. But I just I I'm out on Matt Ryan. I'm out on Russell Wilson, and I don't know these defenses are fine, I guess. But I just think it's more of the offenses being bad. I'm not giving credit to the defenses. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, the offenses are definitely trash. Uh, Matt Ryan turned out to be my worst gamble of the century, I think. Uh, it's okay. Mine, mine was Russ, so it's not like I'm looking great. Yeah. Um, even with Jonathan Taylor, they still aren't playing that well. I mean, Taylor had one good week, week one, against the Texans, which any running back can demolish. I mean, Eckler just did it uh, last week, too. So it's not that hard as a running back to demolish the uh, Texans' defense. But aside from that, he hasn't gotten over 12 points. Um, you mentioned you had Sutton. Um, this week I started Pittman. He only got 10.9. Yeah, we pretty uh, much broke even on that one. Yeah, it's it was just a, a bad – it doesn't help the Broncos, especially that they have so many primetime games. Yeah, so, so you have to the, watch. Yeah. Thank you. The amount that they suck is just forced into your face every single week. Like you, you just can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, I mean – they needed to get their shit together for this game, and they didn't do it. So I'm, I'm definitely out on these two teams. And they, did, they, they didn't do it better. once again on primetime for everyone to see. 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they. I mean, I think the reason they got so many prime time games was everyone was like wicked pumped to see like uh, Wilson okay. on a new team mm-hmm. and then how, how like dominant they were going to be. And they just have that sucky offense. It's just no no way around it. Yeah, it's just you know they can move up the field with these these short runs with these penalties. Like you know, it's bad when the bigger plays are the penalties. Like that's how they're getting into field goal range and. That's what they're doing. It's the it's these runs. It's these short passes, and it's just every time he's he's one of those guys where you watch certain players like you know on on the bad team. You watch Jameis, you watch Daniel Jones, and they air it out, and you're like, oh god, where is this going? Like this is you're not confident in it. And Russ is turning into that. Like usually he would cock his arm back, throw it down the field. And they just pan over to a wide open Tyler Lockett. He runs in for a touchdown. But now it's like every time he winds up and throws it, you're like, oh, great. You know, who who on the other team is this going to? Because he threw two picks again last night, too. Yeah, I just don't understand uh, what – I don't understand what happened, to be honest. I mean, I didn't think that the Seahawks were helped – like that, that that schema was helping him so much, but I guess that's just the way it turned out because um, Geno Smith has been performing much better as a quarterback than Russell Wilson has, which is crazy for me to say, and I sound like an idiot saying it, even though the season has kind of proven that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, – yeah, he's been efficient. He hasn't had any – well, he did just against the Lions. But before that, you know, he was playing very conservative and it wasn't necessarily stuff that, you know, he's going to go off and have great stats, but he wasn't turning the ball over. He's being very careful with it. And that's something that, that Russ has not shown us. So it is uh, it is pretty funny to have that comparison, you know, Seahawks with Russ, Seahawks with Geno, Broncos with Russ. So, yeah, Geno's playing better. Um, I think he will be a viable streamer. He's got Lockett. He's got DK. You know, the same weapons Russ had. And to talk about, I guess, uh, two more teams that, you know, we're, we're getting nervous on. The Panthers. So starting off, you know, the Panthers with low expectations, still low. Do you think they're the worst team? Do you think they're the worst team? I know... There's the Texans, the Bears. Could the case be made for the Panthers, though? Um, I think it could be. The only reason that I say I think the Bears might be the worst, uh, <clears throat> or actually, now that I think about it, I don't know, because at least the Bears have like a decent defense. You know what I mean? Like Their offense is by far worse, but their defense is pretty good. I think, yeah, There's there just seems like – it seems to be some glimmer of hope. The reason I said this is I think for me, just watching games, I, I think I think they could be the worst team. I just like I watch Baker and he is so bad. DJ Moore is so good, he's not getting anything. Christian McCaffrey scored his first touchdown in week four after playing every single week. Yeah. I just think he's honestly, he's so bad on this team. He's making them look bad and tearing them down. It's just like the Bears, the Texans even, I know the offense has been terrible, the defense is bad, but to me there's just there's no glimmer of hope on this team. Like there there hasn't been really any plays besides just McCaffrey running where I'm like, no, they have a chance. Or the defense where I'm like, no, they have a chance. Yeah, I, I did some some looking through the standings and I think maybe other than the Titans 
I think they're the, the, probably the worst team. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. I think it, I think it is close because I know, um, you know, the, the Titans have that strong offensive line. But yeah, luckily, no, uh, no, <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, yeah, they're definitely one of the worst teams. Um, I thought for sure the Falcons were going to actually take the, the spot for this. They've actually been playing pretty well and surprised. Yeah, I don't mind the Falcons. Um, I think the Saints should be higher, but I don't mind the Falcons. Well, the Saints also haven't been full strength, like, at all yet, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Kamara's coming back. We'll get we'll get to that later. Um, but, yeah, it's just they haven't been full strength yet, so I don't really blame them for it. Whereas the Panthers have had McCaffrey, they've had Baker, they've had more. It's just they're just not clicking the way they should be. Yeah, so this, you know, not, not super relevant because they were expected to be – a bad team and they are but I think the more surprising one is the Rams you know the Rams have dropped two games they're two and two 49ers really beat up on them I mean Stafford looks bad like he he looks really bad Cooper Cup is playing fine for fantasy but he didn't get into the end zone again hit a rushing touchdown last week or the the week before week three but it's uh, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to keep this value of Stafford is playing like he is. You gotta throw touchdowns. You gotta score touchdowns. We talked about, you know, these teams before, the Colts, the Broncos. Unless you have lockdown defense and a great kicker, you will not win games without scoring touchdowns. You need the perfect game strip, game script, and they just don't. They're not scoring touchdowns and are they still uh formidable you know top of the playoffs or everything or do you think we could be looking at you know a possible wild card slot see the uh you know see the 49ers come in or or something like that within that competitive division yeah i mean they're definitely struggling but I think the, the silver lining here is that Odell is still ready to come back. I know he's been touring so on other places. Uh, Von, uh, well, Von Miller just said that Odell was looking to sign with the Bills. But if he does go to the Rams, I think they're going to gain a, a key piece of an offense. That is just, it's, it's almost there. I know Stafford hasn't been playing well. But I think if you put Odell onto the Rams, I think that they're going to start doing much better. Um, the thing that I was surprised about, to be honest, is the defense. I thought that defense was going to be playing much better than they are. I mean, they've let up 94 points against, which is pretty bad. It's almost double what the 49ers have let up. Did not expect the 49ers defense to be better than the Rams defense. Yeah, it's it's a tough division. I know the Cardinals haven't looked great. The, the Seahawks are down, but it's always good matchups with the 49ers. So I agree. I think there's a lot of talent on the roster where – they will probably be fine, but you know this is the team that won the Super Bowl. We've seen the Bengals have trouble who are in the Super Bowl, and I think I think it's going to be tough. A lot of teams got better. A lot of teams that we thought would be beatable, you know, the Seahawks, the Falcons, are teams that are two and two, which we didn't expect. So I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough run for them, but. Like I said, they're in that division where they can beat two of those teams pretty easily, or they should. And I think that's what's what's going to do it. But for uh, some happier news on, on a lighter side, we'll talk about the positives of a team, too. We're not just going to be negative. We have positives. Chiefs beat the Bucs. I know the Bucs have, have struggled, but, you know, the Chiefs did 
win with the Mahomes way, you know, just outscoring them 41-31. Do you think the Chiefs are back to a top three team? I think Tyreek Hill left. A lot of people were down on them. I was questioning them as well, but do you think they solidified themselves as a top three team again? Yeah, for sure. I mean, no doubt in my mind. They're playing extremely well, which is surprising. I thought that they would uh, kind of suck. They have 130 points for it, which is crazy. Yep. Um, 129 to be exact. That's the most in the AFC. And let's see. The second most in the NFC. I think only the Lions are ahead of them. So uh, they're scoring a lot of points. Mahomes looks really good out hill. Kelsey has been taking up a lot of slack. So, yeah, I think that they're a legit team. The only thing I could say is maybe get the defense under control a little bit. They've let up 96 points so far. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's looking pretty good. I think the Mahomes versus Hill argument has kind of gotten settled already. I think it's been pretty clear that Mahomes didn't need Hill to do well. Not that Hill's doing bad on the Dolphins. It's just that the Chiefs didn't really slow down at all. What about the, what do you think about the Rodgers-Devontae Adams argument? Uh, yeah. The Packers definitely their offense looks pretty rough. They're still winning games, so it's hard to like say that um, that they're like trash now. But the offense is definitely doing pretty poorly. Um, but so is Adams at the same time. Neither of them really have been playing well. Adams has been like really underperforming compared to what he was last year. Um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense has been underperforming, so I think it was just a lose lose for them to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I. I agree on that. I think it's um, both both of those teams have not looked good. And then the Dolphins and Chiefs, you know, have looked good. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely time to be like, they're, they're legit. You know, we don't have to doubt them and everything. They've looked good. The Chargers have had some injuries. The Broncos, the Raiders have underperformed. So they, they've really taken off. They've looked good. And we can run through, so uh, we'll do we'll do a quick start sit. So, do you want to talk about kind of kind of some of these guys? We'll start with the uh, start category. Sure, yeah, I'll run through really quick. I know we're kind of short on time here, but uh, so first up on the start, someone who I did not expect at all, um, Chris Olave. I just he kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't expect him to be good. I thought Michael Thomas would be a lot better. But as it turns out, Olave has been kind of picking up a lot of the slack. Mm-hmm. Um, averaging 15.1, PRK 17. Pretty good for a guy that was, I think he was going in what, like the 11th round, 12th round, somewhere along that range. Yeah, he was like far on benches. Yeah, so definitely pretty good. I, I'm acknowledging him now as a, a legitimate wide receiver to flex option. Um, I think he's I think he's got the, like the real deal. I think he's good enough to be a consistent starter. Yeah, he uh, he has looked great for the Saints too, which, like you said, had those injuries. So he's really been able to step in, and as a healthy rookie, you know he's he's played every game, and I think building that chemistry with Jameis will help a ton. And then for the next guy, basically the exact same argument, aside from again uh, last week against the uh, the Browns, but Drake London, another guy who I think is really solid as a rookie. He actually went a little bit higher; I think he was a seventh round pick. Um, so. Not as quite as deep as Olave, but still very good. And especially now with uh, Patterson out, someone's going to have to pick up the slack. And I think Drake London's going to get a lot of targets this week. 
Yeah, he was the first wide receiver drafted. So I think anytime that happens, those guys are going to get used. You don't always know if they're going to be good, but the the usage, the targets are there. So yeah, I like Drake London. Pitts has been struggling too. So he's he's by far the number one guy on a medium offense, I guess. Yeah, they're not great, but they're not terrible either. Um, but Pitts is doing really bad. So um, he's definitely getting more of a share of the targets than people thought. I think people thought that Pitts would be getting the most targets, and it just hasn't turned out that way so far. Yeah. So, yeah, he definitely has great value. Um, and then speaking of tight ends, my final guy here, this is kind of uh, kind of because I'm a fan of the Chargers, but uh, <laughs> Gerald Everett has been playing really well, especially last week, dropped 17.1. Um, he's only had one week below 10 points, which for a tight end is, is pretty solid numbers. Um, PRK6 currently, averaging 12.3, did not expect him to be good. He was basically a waiver wire ad. Um, I don't think anybody drafted him expecting him to do well. So if you got him on waivers, I guess good good, uh, good eye. You got a top 10 tight end off waivers, which is always good. Yeah, Everett's looked good. Keenan Allen has been out. And like you said, you know, anytime you can get a top 10 guy, you have to go with that because it's it's such a tough position. So, yeah, Everett has has really impressed. And uh, we can go through sits, too, uh, if you want to you wanna take it away for your sit candidates this week. Sure. One, and I'm just, I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, Tyler, I think, what is it, Alagir? Is that Al- Alagir, I think. Algier, okay. So he is, um, for those of you who don't know, the backup on the Falcons for the running back. Because Patterson's out. This guy is now the alleged starter. <laughs> the alleged. No respect. Yeah, no respect. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't touch any of the Falcons' backups. I think the reason that Patterson has so much value as a Falcons running back is because he's so dynamic. Um, it took a lot before Falcons running. Because I think, well, who was before Patterson? Was it Coleman? Tevin Coleman? That was the, the starting running back? Uh, Mike Davis the year before. Mike Davis. Yeah, so all guys that I wouldn't really consider, like, really good until Patterson came along somehow and, and really turned the position around. I don't expect um, uh, Tyler to do that, to be honest. I think he's going to be a dud, and I would not recommend starting him in the league. Maybe pick him up for next week if he plays well this week, but I don't think he's worth a start this week. How do you pronounce his last name? Al- Algier, I think. Is that what you said? No, Algier. Algier, yeah. It's- <laughs> I heard you say Tyler, so I, I noticed you were done. Yeah, I thought about saying it again, but I forgot what you had, had admission yeah. said the name yeah. was, so I just went with Tyler instead. No, I agree. It's, you know, like you said, not – like Cordero was doing well because he's a good player. It's not because of the opportunity. You know, he, he got the opportunities, but it's not like – you know, Cowboys running back is out and anyone can run behind that line. So I agree. I think we sit and wait and, you know, kind of temper expectations. Don't expect to plug him in and get, you know, what you got from Cordero. Yep. And then bring up the next guy, somebody who, to be honest, I thought would always be in a set category. But Carson Wentz, first two weeks, came out, dropped 27.72 and then 27.78. So not sure how we got his two first games that close in points. But since then, uh, dropped eight and then seven. I think it's time to put Carson Wentz back on the waiver wire where he belongs. Oh, yeah. He should live there. Yeah, he's um, he's definitely not good. It's interesting when quarterbacks move to, you know, kind of have this hype. You know, maybe it's going to work. You have those 
Washington wide receivers who were all very strong. But I agree. I think it was – thank you, Carson. Thank you for those first two weeks to to show us how you can light it up. But I think those times are, are probably over. Now it's it's back to the picks and the fumble. Yeah, at least, the at least for me, the, the first two weeks, I was like, oh, my God, like he's a legit starter because I yeah. have Russell Wilson on my team. Right, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is perfect. So I grabbed him, started in week three – did terrible, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe it was just one bad week. Started in week four, did terrible right. again, lost both weeks of fantasy. I'm like, oh, he's going back into week four. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Right. Yeah, so I think we wanted to believe the hype, but can all agree that it's uh, it's probably time to give that up. Yep, and for our final guy, I think this has already been well-known, but I just wanted to make it official that uh, Cam Akers is no longer a viable starting option. Uh, which is a tough go because he was drafted, what, in the fourth round? Something Third, fourth, yeah. Very yeah. high. RB2, RB2 territory for sure. Yep, and he's had two weeks below two points, which is fantastic. Week one, he, did, he only had three attempts for zero yards, no catches. Nice. So that's pretty tough. Um Aside from that, he's gotten the most he's ever gotten in the game was 15 uh, attempts. He turned 45 yards out of that. Nice. Uh, which is pretty brutal. Yeah. So I think at this point, it's safe to say that Cam Akers is not going to be a starter. Um, Henderson has just looked much better, um, but even he's not really playing that well. So I just I don't think the Rams' backfield is a good place to be for them. Yeah, it's been a it's been a bad offense, uncharacteristically, you know, because you think, oh, you play the running back on the Rams, whoever it is, they'll score points. But the offense has been bad. They have split the carries. So this is yeah, this is just kind of a no touch sort of situation until they figure it out. I think, like we said, it's possible that the Rams do figure it out. But until then, you just you really can't start either of these guys because one of them could have a good game. The other one has a bad game. But more than likely, they'll both have a bad game. So I think throw Henderson into this too. I don't even know if he's on most rosters at this point. But uh, yeah, to me, both both sets. Yep, and that's the end of my starting set. It's a short section this week, but uh, there wasn't really a whole lot that changed uh, last week for fantasy. At least I didn't see anything that was kind of unexpected. Yeah, so this is what we have for the uh, you know the legit or not segment for the start sit and everything. And like we said, a lot of teams kind of surprising. You know, the Chiefs really coming out playing strong. The Rams, the Colts, the Broncos teams we're high on that are not looking good. So it'll be interesting to keep following these stories. You know, a lot of quarterbacks in these that we were talking about, but that affects the whole offense for fantasy. So yeah, keep. Keep watching those games. We're in week five. I know we have a lot of two and two teams out there, fantasy NFL. So we'll see who can, you know, take the jump in the uh, in the win column. But yeah, listen to our uh, start sits, and we'll keep coming out with these. Thanks. Holy offense number sixty-seven. You heard Geno Smith say, "Hit me in the head," and you could see it wasn't just. <laughs>